Now today is annual meeting, and if you innocently wandered in here today for the first time, this is going to be maybe not the most riveting sermon that you've ever heard, because it's actually my annual report, but I'm going to try to I'm going to try to share it with you with the enthusiasm that I truly feel for all the news in here and promise you more biblical sermons on other Sundays. But I'll begin by talking about Psalm 111. This week we heard the choir chant Psalm 111. It's a passage from scripture that's full of praise and appreciation for God. And we hear the psalmist proclaim, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. And then the psalmist goes on to explain why. Because great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. His work is full of majesty and splendor. And his righteousness endures forever. He makes his marvelous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. And there are a number more verses just like this until we get to the sixth verse. Also the refrain that you heard the choir sing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Wait, the fear of the Lord. One minute the psalmist is telling us about all of God's loving and fabulous works, God's generosity to humankind. These verses praising God make me think so much about life here at St. James and all of the blessings that we enjoy from our beautiful building and worship services to the powerful friendship and support that we give to our friends who are unhoused or insecurely housed multiple times a week and to the profound blessing that is each and every one of you. But then, the fear of the Lord. Those words conjure an image of God as vindictive and of God's people as sort of some, on some sort of a precipice of condemnation for our misdeeds. But is that the God we know? Happily, in this context, fear does not mean fear for our physical safety and well-being at the hands of a disappointed God. It means, very simply, awe. Awe of God's generosity and holiness and the resulting determination that we feel to give God our full and heartfelt and undivided attention. Writer Don Miller says that we have two choices in the face of such big beauty, terror or awe. And I think here at St. James, we lean into awe. I am in awe of this venerable old building of ours and all its neo-Gothic splendor that will turn in two years, a hundred years old. I'm in awe of the thousands upon thousands of services that have been held in this space since the beginning. All of the babies baptized, people married, loved ones buried, Christmases, Easter's, and everything in between this year. We added to that legacy by baptizing and confirming many more. This gorgeous building so full of history and memories deserves our protection 
and restoration. In 2023, to ensure a strong future for our beloved church building, teams of parishioners took stock of the building's condition, conducting research on how to repair and restore the space. And now that these committees have submitted their findings, we have built an estimated capital campaign goal, and the campaign itself can soon begin. All the research is completed. Many thanks to all the parishioners who spent time researching everything from roof replacement to electrical wiring. We have the original 1926 electrical system in these walls. They're covered in fabric. <laughs> and as a result, our capital campaign is built on solid data. And later this morning, you're going to hear more details about that campaign. I'm continually in awe of the meaning and beauty of worship and music here at St. James. And I'm so eternally grateful to the canon Jim Buonamani for making possible the transcendently beautiful music we hear week after week during Sunday morning services and even songs. I've enjoyed getting to know our many new choir members so much this year, delightful human beings brimming with talent. And be sure to read their impressive biographies on the website. Special thanks to the choir member, Ellie, who launched Turtles of St. James, an Instagram page entirely devoted to the inhabitants of our courtyard pond. I am awed by the level of talent on display through Classical Sundays at 6, those free concerts that we have every Sunday night here at St. James. We are so fortunate to be able to host and attend these concerts in person or via the live stream. It's incredible to witness this world-class talent passing through our space week after week. Elsewhere in the annual report, you're going to read about the work of the many, many ministries here at St. James Church, from the meals and groceries and life-changing friendships offered through the Great Foods Soup Kitchen and Food Pantry, to the ongoing story of the flourishing of St. James School. These two facets of life here at St. James are incredibly important because both of them are outward facing and they show the community what we stand for. The Great Food Program addresses the needs of our unhoused friends. And St. James School, which turns 55 soon, looks to the future by offering an education of true excellence. And soon we're going to bid a sad goodbye to head of school Peter Reinke, who will retire in 2024, in the spring of this, this year, and watching him do the work that he does, including how he helps to lead chapel here every week. is a beautiful sight to behold in this grand old building, and he is beloved and will be missed. I give thanks for the Korean-speaking members of St. James who are part of the amazing Father John Kim's ministry and his service at 1230 each day, each Sunday. May God continue to bless the men and women who live at Ajulam House, the shelter run by Father Kim. His service to the Korean community is legendary. I also give thanks for the wonderful African Christian Fellowship 
ably led in 2023 by Gerada Blanchard, wife of Arnold Blanchard. The group celebrates all of our African cultures here at St. James, culminating in a joyous event each October called African Partnership Sunday. And if you've yet to attend that event, please mark your calendars for October. For me personally, three 2023 highlights stand out. One is a hiring decision, and the other two are opportunities for learning and fellowship. First, the hiring decision. By the grace of God, we were able to bring the Reverend John Fuse on full-time. Previously, he'd been 50% at the school and 50% at the church, and in September of 2023, we were able to bring him on full-time at the church instead. What a blessing for St. James. He is the perfect priest, great at absolutely everything. And as a former business consultant, he has shaped the development stage of our capital campaign so skillfully that so far we have not had to bring in outside consultants, saving us tens of thousands of dollars. He also has helped the church save tens of thousands of dollars by securing a property tax exemption for the rectory, the place where I live. And he's also cooked up a number of other cost-saving schemes. And so he is just a, a one-man rescue mission when it comes to finance. <laughs> and the second 2023 highlight that I want to mention was our awe inspiring journey to the Holy Land. In April of 2023, 10 St. James parishioners and I joined forces with 10 members of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Santa Monica, led by Pastor Jim Boleyn, former member of St. James Choir. And we traveled through Israel and Jordan for two weeks. Little did we know that soon a trip like that would not have been possible. And I have so many wonderful memories, like Reward Anyanwu praying at the Western Wall, carrying with her the prayers of so many friends and family members, and of Camille Bowman wading into the Jordan River and thanks for her recovered health after a very serious illness. We reaffirmed our baptismal vows in the Jordan River, and Pastor Jim and I unexpectedly were called upon to baptize a whole family that came out of nowhere. <laughs> so it was, it was biblical. <laughs> the third highlight was our 2023 women's retreat held at the Holy Spirit Center in Encino. What a joy to spend a whole day with this soulful group of St. James women praying and singing and sharing our spiritual journeys our retreat happened to fall on International Labyrinth Day. And if you don't know what a labyrinth is, look it up. It's the most extraordinary thing. And we, each of us, on that day, had an opportunity to walk a huge labyrinth at Holy Spirit. And it was a truly mystical experience. I am in awe of our rich history here at St. James and all the ways that you contribute to this history. If we change the word fear 
to awe in Psalm 111, closer to the Hebrew meaning anyway, we say, the awe of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Let us pray for this spirit of wisdom and understanding as we stand in awe of God's abiding presence in our lives at St. James in the city. Amen.